All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast. It's episode 69, people. We're going to talk Lonzo Ball and the big burglar brand. Where did Lonzo's $1.5 million go? We're also going to talk about the MVP race. Giannis, Harden, who do you got? We're also going to talk Rookie of the Year. Luka Doncic, Trey Young. It's a pretty tight race at this moment. We're going to give you our picks. Our boy Nurkic went down with a crazy injury that Drew and I haven't even watched yet. We do not want to see this. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick that intro music. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like Ludi us. I do have something to say. So you got to give it up. Give it up. You never heard like this before. Alright, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, people, it's 100% free, and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. What up, broadcast world? What's up, everybody? You're now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true players broadcast. Hey. Drew, did you see what I did with that right there? I saw there's a there's a couple consonants that are different. We had to switch a couple of... things up. We're a radio show hey, now. We're big time, homie. We are a broadcast. That's right. It's episode 69. Yep. If you're a new listener, a new follower. Uh, new subscriber. We, new subscriber. We correlate... Our number of episodes to something that has to do with the NBA, and this is Drew's shtick. This is what he does. Yes, sir. So, Drew, give give me what you got. Episode sixty nine. Who is it? Typically, what I reach into is jersey numbers. Obviously, I mean, unless someone's a genius out there, you can go ahead and hit, hit us up on the tweets. You can hit us up on the Instagrams. You know somebody that was number sixty nine. You go ahead and hit your boys. Send me up. a picture, please. Send us a picture. Show us something, and we'll give you some love. <laughs> Ain't nobody wearing number sixty nine. Yep. There's no jerseys out here in the sixty nine. So. I tend to look at who scored the exact amount of points for this episode in the NBA history. Okay. It's only one man. Really? And and is it the normal guy? Is it the usual suspect? It bro? is not Will Chamberlain, as most of our listeners have come to, to realize. The 60s, the 60s have been dominated by Will Chamberlain and visited frequently by Elgin Baylor. Yes, sir. Neither of those individuals have this. So... Mm-hmm. Number 69, the only player in NBA history to score 69 points. Do you want to guess? And it's not Wilt Chamberlain. Correct. Can I get a hint? Can I get a, a tiny hint or no? I will give you a hint. Okay. It's a pretty big hint. It. This individual, did Melo score 69? No. Oh, Carmelo okay. Anthony did not. Okay. This individual is, is in the top 10 scoring list of all time. He is no longer playing in the NBA. Okay. So he is retired. Shit. But he is on the top 10 scoring list all-time NBA history. Jerry West is in top 10. Nope. He's even top. I'll give you this. He's top five. He's top five. Oh, well, it's got to be. Uh, There's only five dudes. Okay. That's a Car- really big Carl Malone? Nope. Is it Mike? It is Michael Jordan. Okay, Mike. All right. So Mike got 69. When did Mike, he do that? Michael Jordan scored 69 points for the 1989-1990 uh, Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. Though he was the only guy to do it. The only guy to do it in NBA history. That's 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 very strange. Exactly sixty nine. Exactly sixty nine points. points. People, obviously, we know people have scored beyond that. Mm-hmm. But the exact number of sixty nine. Mike, Mike. Interesting. Shout out to Mike. Interesting. The other thing that I like to look at is wins in a season. Mm-hmm. So as we know, there's eighty two games in the regular season in the NBA. There have been two teams in NBA history that have won sixty nine games in the regular season. 
One was Michael Jordan, 1997. Just going to cut to the chase. They got Okay, they got I'm not. We ain't playing no guessing games okay, over here. Okay. This is tough. 1997, <laughs> Chicago right. Bulls. All right. That was number five. I think it was number five for Mike out of the six rings that he won. Right. Uh, and then the 1972 Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. Featuring a 37-year-old Elgin Baylor, a 35-year-old Will Chamberlain, and a 33-year-old Jerry West, who... Jerry West still averaged 25 points a game, but... They didn't win the chip that year, though. They didn't win a chip. 72? Yeah. They I think didn't they, win a chip. I think we did. I think we did. Elgin, didn't, uh, Elgin didn't win a title, if I'm not mistaken. The year he retired, they won a title. Well, maybe that was that year. He was, only, only, he was 37. He only averaged 11 points that game, yeah, so maybe he did retire that year. Yep. All right. Either way. Okay. They won 69 games that year, and the guy that I'd like to spotlight mm-hmm. is someone that goes unsung. Someone that spoke at my high school... Came to Chaminade College Preparatory in West Hills. Spoke to Drew's the crowd. A privi- Drew's privileged, just to let you guys Hashtag know. Hashtag white privilege. <laughs> Hashtag privileged. Gail Goodrich. Gail was a hooper, Was dude. the leading scorer mm-hmm. on this Los Angeles Lakers team in 1972 with 26 points a game. Yo. I think yeah. it is the Gail Goodrich yeah. episode. We've never shouted him out. No. Gail Goodrich was the man. Hooper. UCLA. What high school did he go to? Oh, shit. What high school it did he go to? It wasn't my high school. Why don't you guys look it up and you guys tell me what high school he went to and then we'll talk about it. Everybody look it up. Gail Goodrich, this is your show. Absolutely. Episode 69, Dash Radio, nothing but net channel. Let's just dive right into it, bro. Yeah. Shout out to Gail Goodrich. This is going to be your show. A lot of stuff going on in the NBA, people. But the first thing we're going to start out with is the big burglar brand <laughs> dilemma. That's going on. A lot of shit popped dude, off this week. No kidding. A lot of shit popped off this week. It's what start- is popping off, dude? What the what the fuck is happening? All right, this is what's this is this is what's happening. Okay, I have no idea. So Lonzo came out with a a, a subliminal post, right? That he posted on Instagram with his Nike logo flexing, right? Talking about. Uh, I, I forgot the caption. It wasn't there. Wasn't a Nike logo. It no, was but- it was a replication of LeBron's right. Nike poster, right? That said, it only seems crazy until you do it. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. And then behind Lonzo's left shoulder was his jersey hanging in the rafters of the Staples Center. I didn't even notice that. Is yes, that sir. really what it was? That was highlighted in the corner. Well, that's what Magic promised him. Did he <laughs> really have it? He had that shit? It was up. They, Unbelievable. It was, yeah, it was an upward-facing photo. Uh, and so it's funny you bring this up is because when I saw that, it's clearly that he was biting LeBron's like mm-hmm. theme, like the, the the advertisement theme that LeBron was taking in. And and in the caption it was weird. You said caption. The caption was weird because it was hashtag my own man. Mm-hmm. And I looked at that as like, damn, like why is he going at Braun all sideways? Like trying to step out of LeBron James's shadow. And then all this other shit comes out. So the other shit that comes out is Alan Foster, co founder of BBB. Foster's big- Freeze. Foster, big big burglar brand. <laughs> He's gonna have to freeze his, his accounts right now. This dude, all owns, his assets. This dude owns sixteen point three percent of Big Baller Brand. Yeah, uh, Lonzo's money was coming up short, dude. He That's couldn't what I heard. file his taxes because there was one point five million dollars missing. So they brought in uh, the another accountant from a huge firm that went through all the finances and said, "Hey, you're missing a whole bunch of money." This Alan Foster cat is the homie of Big LeVar Ball. They've been friends for 10-plus years. Right. LeVar brought him in uh, to the camp. The kids have, I mean, obviously, how old's Lonzo? 21. 21. 22. So, this, so, so Alan has, has been a part of the family since they were 11, right. 12 years old. Yeah. Alan was arrested in 2002. He was charged. He was indicted. He got he had charges of money laundering. He got seven years for mail fraud, and which is shocking because if he's stealing money, so yeah, that's a that's a red flag for someone that has red flag. that's trying to manage money right? for someone. Okay. This is where it don't make, doesn't make sense, and actually all makes sense, Drew, because when you think about it, this whole big baller brand thing since the beginning, since Lonzo got drafted. The five hundred dollars shoes, the three hundred dollars slips, like uh, Lavar Lavar's antics, okay, has been a red flag since the beginning. Right, and so it's been two days since this shit has popped off since since it's come out. Lonzo has covered up his BBB tat yep. on his arm. He put dice on his arm. Terrible. He, he has removed every single picture of 
Big Baller Brand and his father from his Instagram page. What has he done about his music? He put out well, a whole <laughs> lot of music with the BBB, we'll, the Big Baller Brand. Well, all we'll that. get into the music in a minute. Okay. His, his, now his his handle picture is him as a child wearing Nike. Yeah, he's and, he's going to sign with Nike. I agree, and I think that's fine. And I think with that LeBron post, this is just me thinking. I don't know this. Yeah. I think with that LeBron post, I think he went at the big homie. He definitely I, went at his dad no, wait, and no. Alan Foster. No, no, I'm talking about I think he talked to LeBron about this first. Being oh, like, before. You know what I mean? Like, hey, dude, I'm missing a whole bunch of money. He needed some advice or yeah, something. Yeah, and I think he gave him the right advice. <laughs> I'll tell you what. LeBron may not be the best uh, mentor for the game of basketball, but when it comes to finances, you know, he's got his shit lined up. So that's someone that you can reach out to. That's someone has got a lot of resources. I think that post that he made on Instagram was out of respect. I think now I looking think so, at this it. Is, so this is what I was talking about mm -hmm. before. When I looked at it, I was like, man, none of this news had broke yet. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just a random fucking post. And now we realize that it was Lonzo going at his father and separating himself from the BBB, the big baller brand, from Alan Foster, mm -hmm. all these cats. And I think you're absolutely right. I don't know necessarily if it, if it meant that LeBron was counseling him, but I'm sure he reached out to all the NBA veterans that he could possibly reach out to, all the people in similar positions that have money coming in that need help managing it because they didn't go to school for this shit, bro. Well, this is why, Drew, and I'm with you, I'm with you on everything yeah. that you're saying, but this is why you trust your camp and you bring in the right people. You trust your well, father. You're supposed to trust your father. Right. Right. You trust your father exactly. to have the best interest for you and your brand and your company. And Sadly, this is sad because this happens all the time. So, it's, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right now because oh, do do we think what is the actual thing that's happening here? Do we think that Lonzo's father, Lavar Ball, along with Alan Foster, uh, made a plan, schemed to steal from his son no. at this point? No, no, no. I don't think that at all. But okay. I think I think like, and I, and I don't mean to compare it to this, but I feel like doesn't matter if uh, five of your homies rob somebody and you're the watch out guy three blocks down and somebody dies. The getaway you're still car. Getting murdered. Right, yeah. The getaway you're still car. Getting, you're catching the you're murder. Complicit. Rap. He brought this man knowing that he went to jail. Right. Knowing that he had money laundering. He's a shady motherfucker. Excuse my language. He's a shady dude. And you brought him into our circle with this brand that we were so high on and wanted to build. And you know, I have ties to that brand, bro. You know my ties. Yep. I, I don't I think it's more of the fact that like Lonzo's finally understanding that he doesn't need his father to grow his brand. If anything, his father's killing his brand. And we noticed this year since since LeBron came to the squad that LeVar Le hasn't said much. And I think that was part of uh, uh, LeBron's contract. I think it was. Well, we talked about that for many a minute. Times. I mean, a couple of different times on this show, we've 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 delved into the idea that LeVar has disappeared. Part of it was because at during the course of the season, his kids were overseas, and then they were doing the uh, uh, the JBL, so they were bouncing around, and he was really focused on getting his his two younger sons into the league, and we'll see how that ends up happening. Jello still doesn't have anything to uh, he doesn't have one point five million to steal at no. this point, but the the interesting part about Lavar is society we we love a clown right. And I'm going to categorize LeVar as a clown. He's a clown. And he deserves to be categorized that way, in my opinion, because mm -hmm. he says shit like, I can be Michael Jordan one-on-one. Lonzo bro. Ball's Click better thing. than LeBron James. Like, right. all this nonsense. And I think what, I, what I'm what i looking at that at now is, is like, that's a clear representation of what his business was. It's a fucking, it's a facade. It's not real. It, it, it's like, it's like a big tent. Did, did anybody get their $500 shoes? Did who you the ever see? Who? Who had their shoes and who got them and was like, yo, these were exactly what I wanted to pay for $500. Do you remember they they, they did the pre-order, dog? And they're like, okay, and you'll get sold them in out. February. They were and sold, sold out. out. Do you see anybody rocking that shit? Not one time. I have still have yet to see Lonzo playing those things. <laughs> so finally, once the shit pops and he realizes that his money's missing, he actually goes and makes a statement and says, uh, you know, Alan Foster, use access to my business and personal accounts to enrich himself. Mm. Um. What a surprise! Well, the, and man is, arrested for money laundering. Well, it, it's kind of it's I know right. Yeah, you hand him the keys to a fucking laundromat. Totally. <laughs> Facts. Um, and we we kind of laugh at it, but like, no, it's when real. these dudes are making this much money, yeah. Monzo, uh, in the grand scheme of things, doesn't even make a lot of money. When you think about the grand it's scheme it, of things, it's his fucking second year in the league. Right, one point five mil is a lot okay. for him. Okay, but here's the deal, dude. Look, bro, me and you, I know exactly what's in my bank account. 
I know if I'm missing $150 because I look at that shit. $150? I'm just saying $150. Right, not $1.5 I'm not talking $1.5 million. And these are guys that get paid just like me and you every single two weeks. Lonzo, if he's making... Well, you know, I don't even I don't know what his paycheck is, but he might be he's probably getting 50 to 100 to 150 racks every single two weeks. But then we go to this other scale. Steph Curry makes one hundred or four hundred and forty five thousand dollars a game. This is so much money. You pay people to watch your money. Yes, you can think about this. A thousand here, five thousand there. Like you can definitely pull off that without people noticing until you start doing your taxes or you bring some. Oh my else God. In. I mean, even at Lonzo's level, right. you can start siphoning off right. five G's and without them noticing at all. The other thing that I'll say is like, because Lonzo sacrificed himself to be the representative of this brand, right. to help his father, to help his, his family, mm-hmm. he could be at a significantly larger margin for himself. If he signed with Adidas or Nike or Puma mm-hmm. or Reebok, or whatever, Whatever shoes, Under Armour, all the different brands that he could be receiving money from, he's actually in turn now losing. Because he's listening to his dad and his money manager right. with, the, with all these. And guys, this isn't the first time this has happened. This has actually happened so many the times. The story has the been story told. gets told. All over and, the time. And before we play. get into the players that have been through this too, uh, just a few. I'm, I'm going to bring up a few, and uh-huh. I know you got a couple. But... It's the circle you keep around you. This goes not just for NBA players. This goes for in your every single day life. Yeah, look around you. And and the closest people are the ones that are going to get you, dude. Yeah. Because you're vulnerable and you trust and you think that shit's not going to happen. But uh, their best interests are not looking out for you. It's how can I how can I get paid? People always get a little funny around money, man. That's what I always say, especially when you start earning a little bit of cheese, a little agree. bit of cheddar. People start showing their true colors, right? And it—I mean, here's the here's the thing. Like, it doesn't take a fucking psychiatrist to realize, hey, maybe you shouldn't have someone managing all of your funds that has been arrested for tampering with money. It's been arrested. That's that's pretty much like textbook. Like, I don't know how stupid you have to be to hire someone that has been arrested for money laundering, mail fraud, and money laundering. Unless you were time. hoping that he would fucking launder that shit for you. Right. Other, if you were in, invested in someone that wants, like you want that to happen, okay, then maybe they were trying to. Well, pull maybe. Some shit. Lo- do you think? Do you think maybe they Lonzo were trying to pull knew? some shit? No. You don't think he knew he went to jail? Do you think he did his oh, research? Oh, I would imagine you, that he knew he went to jail. If he knew that, do you I think, think he's he, that dumb to, to actually bring somebody in that circle? We then? know how LeVar is. Right. We, we've seen him right? every day uh, for the first year of Lonzo's mm-hmm. existence. Well, you know, first two years of Lonzo's existence at UCLA and then at in the NBA. And I think he's overbearing in the sense that, like, dude, Lonzo's a quiet kid. We've said this a lot. Yes. Because his dad has spoke for him for his whole life. Right. And and you grow up in that. Like I can only imagine that it was just like Lonzo just said, okay, like I, I trust this you. is your guy, or right. like let, he'll handle this shit. We're gonna make BBB pop. We're gonna take all the money for ourselves. I'm not gonna have to take a fraction of what Nike gives me or whatever. Blah blah blah. Done. Like and, let's do it. And he's got two years in the NBA. Right. He's around very successful people. He's a father now. Perspective has changed, dude. I think. You start really looking. Well, perspective changes when 15% of your bankroll is missing. True. Now, think about this. I want to get into a couple other players. Yeah. You think Lonzo's 1.5 was crazy. KG got taken for $77 million. Kevin Garnett? $77 million. This this, this was like, he was missing. That is $77 million, bro. Whoa. Yeah, he was taken for. Vince Carter, and this was like, what uh his his uh his manager uh William Tank Black Tank everybody called him Tank listen to this was stealing money from Vince yep it was very it was very well documented Tank ends up suing Vince uh, Vince Carter for the breach of contract after like when he fired it was like a breach of contract what this is no even joke. though he was stealing from him. Four point five million dollars. Vince Carter had to pay him. Wait, he won in is, he won in court. Four point five million dollars. Vince, bro. I, I know some. What's lawyers. wrong with the system? Is the question. Well, Vin, no, there's nothing wrong with the system. That's what you just said, though. Is you need to look around very closely at your tight knit circle. You need to be the evaluator of whether or not this person should be trusted with millions of your own money. The way I see this, the way I see this story, yeah. is Vince Carter was missing money. Blames Tank, fires him. Tank says it's a breach of contract for for getting rid of me. We're under contract. You can't do that. I'm going to sue you. 
even though I stole your money, I'm going to sue you for 4.5. Well, that to me makes it again, takes a look at Vince oh, Carter. Who the fuck is Vince Carter's lawyers, man? I'm, Who I, are the fuck are Vince Carter's lawyers that they lose that case? If they could prove anything in court, it would be like, hey, yeah, the reason I'm fired this motherfucker is because he was the one who breached the contract by mismanaging my funds. There's a fiduciary responsibility. Whoa, 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 Drew. Whoa. Yes, yeah, sorry. What was that word? A fiduciary. Oh, boy. It means that they're responsible for the interests of the people that they're managing the money for. Okay. Um, and that's what a money manager is. They have responsibilities to the people that put the money in their hands. It's still big money, it dude. It just it's, happens a lot, dude. Well, talking about it happening a lot, the, the one story that, that my, my father always told me about was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, we, we saw him recently in the news selling off uh, pieces of his, uh, his memorabilia, his championship rings. I think, he, I think he ended up getting about six or seven mil for all the, all the stuff that he sold off. But in 1986, I found a Los Angeles Times article, July 19, 1986, where he filed a $55 million lawsuit against his money manager, who had um, complete and utter control of Kareem's finances. And this is fucking, what is that? That's 33 years ago. Kareem got took for 55 mil, and yet here we are 33 years later, this shit's still popping off. People are still trying to pull the wool over athletes' eyes, trying to move money around, play that, that shell game in front of them, and be like, oh, yeah. I've invested money over here in this investment in this real estate. Uh, I have money over here. Like your money is being occupied when in fact that's all false and it's going to their back pocket. It's, it's wild, dude. And I think that, you know, it happens all the time, which is I mean, why I think LeBron's company mm-hmm. or maybe not LeBron's company. I, however you want to look at it um, with Paul. Rich Paul, uh, they're uh, going to take over the majority of share they're already on their way but they're going to take over the majority of athletes because they trust in lebron they mm-hmm. trust in rich paul and then they're going to do it the right way they're going to be transparent so they're going to have a big there's a still a big window for people that like lonzo that don't know what they're doing right that 19 year old kids that have money coming in every day that need to be managed they need a trustworthy money manager if anybody has the blueprint it's lebron lebron put his boys through college right through school they had a plan the whole time yeah he told them that that he couldn't they wouldn't be able to work for him if they didn't go to college go to college i trust you guys go learn this shit and And his squad his squad is legit dude right until we find out 10 years from now like the fucking stole 750 million (laughs) dollars jesus christ right if that happens bro i give up and again guys like we all say well why don't they watch their own finances they that's so guys that's so much 82 game season right you're supposed to keep yourself in shape you're on the road fucking 35 weeks out of the year uh go ahead and 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 add up your chase uh transaction numbers how about that plus guess what dude fdic only insures 250 racks any bank account you have only two hundred fifty thousand dollars lebron gets that fucking every 10 minutes every night Every 10 minutes. Right. And you can't let your wife watch all the money because you never know what's going to happen with the wife. This you is know a, what I mean? Well, yeah. She, all of a sudden, Amazon Amazon shows up. He's got, he's got a, he's a full truck load for you. They got the helicopter. I'm saying they, they might be putting shit aside just in case they hit that, they, those divorce that papers. That divorce papers. And you got a point. Mo money, mo problems, as my boy Biggie said, dog. Either way, Clips yeah. and I are now starting our, our education. Uh, we're starting our education now. So all the athletes out there, we're gonna, we, we, you can trust us. <laughs> All, the only thing I know how to launder is my clothes. That's it. And you don't even do that, I'm Drew. very, very inefficient You're at that. very bad at very that. Very inefficient at that already. <laughs> hey, dude. So, anyways, that's what's going on with, with Lonzo and that whole thing. And I think it's going to get even worse. Like, we're going to hear more about it. I think it's great for Lonzo because now he's separating himself from that. And he can play in some Nikes that will actually support his fucking ankles. Yeah. And maybe he won't roll his ankle as much. Well, he has had the four-month ankle. ankle That's what I'm injury. saying. I'm happy to, for him to move on as a Laker fan to any other shoe that will support his ankles better. All right, March Madness. We had hey, a crazy. It's my favorite time of the year. It's your favorite, Drew. I can't get enough of this shit, even though this year has been a little weak. I'll be honest with you. Well, it's been a little weak, but we had a crazy game with we Zion. Had the best and, game and of the tournament. Taco so Fall. Uh, that was that was wild, dude. That was wild. And we're not a, we're not a college podcast, but I mean Zion is Zion. He's gonna be the biggest. The starting five of Duke will be in the NBA pretty much next year for the for the most part. One hundred percent. So this is an NBA podcast. We're talking about NBA soon to be NBA players. Do you think that? Uh, do you think that the NCAA was was sweating when the, when they were up four? Do you think that they were like, oh, shit, we just started this Zion cam? Yeah, yeah. 
million viewers they had for that game. The March March Madness has gone up 8%. And it's not because of Taco Fall. <laughs> it's not because of RJ Barrett. Yeah. It's because of Zion. Zion is basically a household name yeah. right now. Yeah. He had a... It's not even the 30 hit 32, right? It's not even that. It's the physical shit that he did. They were up four. If they get that alley-oop, if UCF gets that 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 alley-oop, that game might be a wrap. For all dude. those people that didn't watch the game, shame on you. Shame on you. What were you Call doing? Call yourself a basketball What were you fan? doing? Right. You know, watch like the Atlanta Hawks play the Brooklyn Nets for a nonsense game. Go ahead and watch Zion Williamson. That, I was watching the Clipper game until so I, I had the Duke game recording until social media blew up and said, Everything get it. Everything was happening. Right. So you asked the you asked the question about do you think the NCAA was sweating? I think the NCAA had the exact result that they wanted. Mm-hmm. I think they look at that game and they say, "Look, the college game is still where we need it to be," because you have the University of Central Florida, as I like to say it. I like to say, say it again, Florida. Okay. Um, that shout out to Kean Peel, Jordan Peel, Florida, um, and Jeff Compton. Jeff Compton will recognize that as well. University of Central Florida, and <laughs> Johnny Dawkins, right? Mm-hmm. The 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 head coach's uh, prodigy, Mike Shashevsky's first greatest point guard to ever play for him, Johnny Dawkins. I think it's fair to say. And then there was a long line of There's lineage so afterwards. So but Johnny was like the first like big recruit that they got at Duke that I can remember. And then so and then and so you got got the Johnny Dawkins and Coach K going against each other. You got Johnny Dawkins' kid. Johnny Dawkins, I think it's Johnny Dawkins Jr., is yeah. that it? I, I can't remember. It's Dawkins, whatever. Dawkins had a, the game of his life, mm-hmm. okay? And the Central Florida team came within half an inch oh, of boy. beating the greatest, maybe the greatest basketball team assembled in, in since the Fab Five in Michigan. They came within a half an inch. So if as the NCAA, yes, I think they were nervous that Zion was going to lose and that you were going to lose intrigue. Everyone was going to be like, all right, well, fuck I'm the NCAA it. tournament. Right. But it was the best possible result because it shows that a number nine Central Florida team with no one and duns can still survive and almost beat the number one team that has four or five Krzyzewski one and said we shouldn't have won that game. You no. know, we should. But I'm talking about... That's what March Madness is all about. So NCAA should be fucking stoked, exactly stoked about what that that result was. But I'm more on the fact that there was a couple things that Zion did that you just can't... I I mean, bro, the and one at the end, just bodied, bodied taco, seven foot six taco, had no... You had no chance against Zion. Even that one where they threw the the long alley-oop and the dude just literally jumped to caught it, landed, it, jumped again, and, and, and yammed it. Yes, I'm. I'm sorry, dude. And I've said this on so many episodes that we've done, and I think we're all in agreement, dude. I have never. I don't. Care, I've never seen a player like Zion, guys. I've seen LeBron in high school. I saw Shea Cotton in high school. I saw Kobe in high school. I saw Jermaine O'Neal in high school. I saw. I've seen so many freaking players, and I've seen a lot of college players. And it's funny, like, okay, he's catching so much comparison to Larry Johnson and like Charles Barkley. That's Those cool. fuckers could never do what he Not does. Not even close. So you're comparing Zion to, to to Larry because he was physically fit and he was big, right? Okay, and same thing with Charles. You same. just you look at their body no, shape. I think and it was I think it was more. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I think Charles was more. Charles was more of a freak athlete, being with his size, six four, two seventy, and just big, but could bang on body people, shape, body right? shape. Right. Zion's bigger than LeBron James. 100%. Like people need to understand, and I, we're gonna finally get to be able to put that into perspective when he plays. He probably won't play in the summer league. Knowing Zion, he might actually play in the summer league. The, mm-hmm. the kid loves ball, so mm-hmm. he might play in the summer league. Yep. But any team that would risk Zion playing in the summer league this year is pretty fucking stupid. So if he goes to the Knicks, he'll be in the summer league. And what you'll see out there is this 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 man is six foot eight, two hundred and 80. whatever. It, it, if it's eighty, it's a it's sliding it's a sliding scale between two hundred and seventy to two hundred and eighty pounds. He is bigger than LeBron James right now. His he arms, be, his would, shoulders, all of it. He would be the second uh, heaviest player in the NBA if when he comes out next year. If he comes out at two eighty, who's Bo- the who's Boban is the heaviest player in what, the 295? NBA? Two ninety five, yeah, right, right below three hundred. Yeah, okay. Zion's at two eighty. He would be the second heaviest. You're kidding player. me. One hundred percent. There's nobody bigger. He would be the second heaviest player. Now I'm telling you, it's guys, like Big Baby Davis had a forty four inch vert. 
Totally. <laughs> Maybe. And that would be how okay. how how big is Taco Fall again? Just for seven, the people. Six, three, he's three hundred. So he's three hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's three hundred. That's three hundred. That's but what he I was coming out this year. He might. He might. And and, and he, he showed he himself a, well, dude. He had fifteen points. Gotta work on his free throws, dog. That shit is busted, homie. That shit is busted. So in 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 tandem with the financial management, we will also be hosting a free throw correspondent. We'll be we'll be consulted for free do throw. All of it. We're gonna cover every aspect. We have people that we can bring in for that as well as a part of the money I got management. Something, I got something quick to say though, Drew. Yeah. Because that with along with all the Zion hype, there is so many Zion haters, dude. A lot of hater. Oh, he doesn't have a jump shot. He's actually got a really sweet. Watch stroke. again. Yeah, watch, watch that, that again. Shit. Doesn't have a jump shot. All he does is dunk. He's too fat. He's not fat. Stop. Stop it, okay? When he – I, I pray. I pray he doesn't go to the Knicks because that franchise is so fucked up and they just do not have the right people to be around him. Imagine Zion dropping 20 pounds, which they will probably – I don't even want him to drop 20. Well, drop 10. 10 is fine. Okay, drop 10, 10 to 15, I'm with. Be the stretch four. Okay, I'm with that. Yeah. And then see where that vert goes, 47 inches. <laughs> this man is something I have never seen before in my life. A lot to go with that, Drew. Something that we've talked about on our Instagram page. Which people, if you're not following us on our Instagram page at Clips and Drew, our Instagram page directly correlates to our shows that we do. So everything we talk about, we want you guys to engage with us, talk to us, participate. Uh, it's all part of this thing that we're doing here at Dash Radio and the Nothing But Net channel. So engage, be with us, follow. But the one thing that a lot of people have been talking about is okay, Zion's number one. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who gets number one pick. If you don't take Zion, you are you're you're ridiculous. Let's let's just conjure up for a second. Mm. Is there a single team in the NBA that wouldn't take him? Not one. Let's, not one. Let's let's really think about not this. Not one, Drew. Not a single team. Not one. Even not one. There if you don't take Zion, if you if you're Phoenix, Atlanta, New York, fucking who I'm else? talking to all thirty teams. Yeah. No. Nobody would not take Zion. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of Drew, one and I there's not. There there's really not one. there's not a single team. Who even, said, oh, even, we can't use even, Zion. Even Milwaukee that has a Giannis that no. occupies a lot of the same space. They Hell would still no. take Zion. Golden State Warriors. All 30 teams want Zion Williams. 100%. And would take him. And I, I, I'm trying to think. I talked to our buddy Leon Wood about this. Next to Shaq and Patrick Ewing, the most coveted, like, number one picks. You know these guys are going to be the number one pick. It reminds me of when, when, the Clip, when the Clippers got Blake Griffin or when we, got, when we won the lottery and we got the number one pick. Uh, Andy Rozier opened the jacket and said Blake Griffin because it was unanimous. Nobody else was going to go. See, that's a good comparison. Mm -hmm. Blake. Blake. Right. Blake Griffin. And we don't hear enough of that for some reason. We talk Larry Johnson, Mm -hmm. Charles Barkley. Blake Griffin is actually probably the most similar comparison. Closer than either one of those guys. And Blake is about two inches taller. Right. These guys. Blake Griffin and him are that is a really solid comparison. Agreed. Agreed. Somewhat shaky jumper, mm-hmm. but literally will jump over you and dunk on you or through you or run he was, whatever he wants Blake to do. Blake was more physically gifted at his in his prime rookie second third year than anybody else in the nba i wonder how blake feels about all this notoriety well nobody's Zion talking did. about it guess what the the follow-through with clips and drew are going to be the first people that are talking about it blake, it's, a, it's a perfect comparison blake griffin is the closest thing i think so too zion being more athletic and if you're more athletic than blake griffin that's saying something dude that's saying something. it is so to go on this really fast what we've been talking about and engaging on our page is okay zion's number one hands down who is number two? This is where it comes into play. What team? Do you need a point guard or do you need a stretch three? Two, three. Right. Do you take Ja? Do you take uh, RJ? Yeah. Do you take Cam? Are you going to take, you know, wh- what are you going to do? Right. So say right now, let's just say Phoenix gets number one. <laughs> let's say Phoenix. Okay. 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 That's two number ones in a row then. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. Cleveland did it, right? Didn't Cleveland do that? Oh, uh, yeah. Did? Yeah. No, they had two in, two in a row. Right. Yeah, definitely. So say Phoenix gets it. They they take Zion or uh they take Zion. Mm-hmm. Number two goes to Atlanta. So right now, just so that everyone's caught up, mm-hmm. record wise, if it just if everything went chalk with mm-hmm. the with the ping pong balls and mm-hmm. all that nonsense, New York would have the number one Fuck. pick. They have fourteen wins okay. and sixty losses. Tank for Zion. And and so they would be they would be they're gonna be the odds on favorite okay. to get the number one pick. Then it goes to but Phoenix. But don't they? Everybody gets the same amount of balls, though, Drew. So they they switched it up to avoid taking a little bit. Explain it's not that. the same amount of balls. It is. So no, it's not. I think it's the no. They what they did is they extended it out to have a much higher 
chance for the lower seeds. Like so, so for uh, sorry for the higher seeds. So um, the way that they did it is like 13, uh, four, 13, 12, and eleven have a bit much higher chance than they did in the past of getting the number one spot uh, for each conference. Are you sure about that? Yes, it's not the same amount for all of them. No, but so okay. if, if we're just going by record, mm -hmm. New York is is the worst, fourteen and sixty. Phoenix is at seventeen and fifty eight. Cleveland at nineteen and fifty six. God damn it, Zion! Do not if Cleveland gets number one and they get Zion, so they're third right Jesus. now. They're in third spot, oh, and then boy. Chicago, Atlanta, and then Dallas. Okay, think about this though. Yeah, say say Cleveland gets number one. That would be how many five, five. number one picks? Braun, Kyrie, Wiggins, Bennett. We're missing. Somebody. That would be the fifth. And we're missing somebody. That we would be fifth. Braun, Braun, Kyrie, yep, Wiggins, yep, Bennett, yep, and then he would be the fifth in in fifteen years. Fifteen years, and and Phoenix got their their first one in their franchise <laughs> last year. Crazy. Okay, so who are you taking number two? Yeah, well, like you said, it really does depend on Phoenix needs a point guard. So if, if it's Phoenix, it, so it, to set the table, like you did, if mm -hmm. it's if Phoenix is number two, John Morant all day uh -huh. long. Uh, if if Atlanta's number two, it's R.J. Barrett all mm -hmm. day long. Um, if the Knicks happen to be number two and someone else slides in, they should take RJ Barrett. They should, they should take RJ Barrett. I think when I'm looking at Zion, John Morant, Murray state, for those that don't know, fucking Google him. We had to Google where Murray state was though. We Me didn't know what did state yesterday. it was. <laughs> Would you say you thought it was Ohio? I thought it was, I thought I said it was South Carolina. <laughs> I said Georgia. And I thought, I thought maybe it would be like maybe Tennessee, Kentucky, it's, dog. It's Kentucky, Kentucky they're is in the, where Murray is at. They're in the, yeah, the, the, the Ohio Valley conference. So, you know, John Morant, RJ Barrett to me, uh, when I look at them and Cam Reddish also, all three of those guys are going to be very good NBA players. I think John Morant has something special in him. He is. And I think R.J. Barrett really, I mean, at the level, like he's 19 years old, at the level at which he's playing the game of basketball, it's very advanced. R.J. Barrett offensively, I, I still have questions about all these guys on defense, except Zion, he'll just he'll block you, he'll do whatever you want. All these other guys, I have questions about their defense, which is fine. That's what, how the NBA is geared right now. It's going towards offense, but... If you're New York, you're happy. If you're New York, you're happy if you're one, two, or three because you're going to end up with Zion or RJ or Ja Morant. Yeah, but there's Zion at this level. Drew, of course. And no, then no, there's we, everybody else. We already agree. We've already, we, okay. yeah, we're on the same page. Okay. Everyone wants Zion. Anyone that ends up in the one, two, or three is going to be pretty, pretty fulfilled here because, like I mentioned, all three of those cats are good. Right. Cam Reddish at four, still solid, really solid option. But I would love to see Zion on Atlanta or too. or New too. York. As much as you say, you know the Knicks. The Knicks are fucked. But I would love to see him in 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 New York. That would be my number one. New York does not deserve Zion. But it's my I'm number sorry. one destination for him. Though. No, I get it. But New York doesn't deserve Zion. He does. They don't. They don't. You don't deserve him. Atlanta would be amazing. And yeah. this is going to be a great segue into what I'm going to get into next. Okay. Because I want to talk about rookie of the year. This is the other debate that we talk about. Okay. Rookie of the year. The rookie of the year. Yeah, the race. I Zion mean, Williamson. But, yeah, it should be. <laughs> Zion's going to win that too. So obviously, Trey or Luca, right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's down Luka, to two. Down to two people. Luca. That's all it is. Yeah. Luca uh, obviously came out the gates hotter than anybody expected. Uh, we got to see he 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 has a full bag, like a for real full bag. Uh, I was, think I so real quick. I think Luca might be better than Zion, long term. Luka Doncic has the has the I'm, potential to be one of the best players of his generation, maybe even better than Zion Williamson. I'm, I'm with you. I've yeah. said that he's. I, we both said. I mean, yeah. he'll be a, the. I think he'll be the best player in basketball in five years. Yeah, I think he will. I think he's going to beat out everybody else. Do you think Zion might be? the I best I think Zion does not. Years. We don't even know the ceiling this guy has. We don't even know. Look, he's. It, it, let's think about There's some this. unknowns. I didn't mean I, to drag it no, back. No, I know, to that. but he. The thing is, he's a really good kid. His work ethic is great. Yeah. He gets well, gets along well with teammates. It seems like the fame hasn't hasn't uh, really fucked him up. No, at he's all. humble. I think if you go to New York with that oh. squad, I just that's where I see it. Uh. I think Atlanta will be really good for him. I again, sorry, just, sorry. I don't want him to go. Let's to New go York. back to Luca and Trey. So Luca, Luca came out the gates uh, really hot, on fire, on fire, and then everybody was talking shit about Trey early. Trey was terrible. Yeah, because. You got to get adjusted to the NBA, the travel, 
the games, the pace, which you said, rhythm, like fi- really feeling out your teammates who are 10 years older than you, some of them. And they're yeah. on, he's also on a shitty team. Like, right. that's the other side. Like, Luca has Dirk. Luca had DeAndre Jordan, Wes Matthews, Harrison Barnes, all these guys that he started the season with that are no longer on the fucking team minus Dirk. He had a, 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 a group of savvy NBA veterans when he entered that Dallas Mavericks franchise. Perfect situation for him. Especially with Dirk. Right. I don't know how Luca's German is, but I know his English is fine, and Dirk Dirk speaks really good English at this point. So it, you got to imagine that they connected pretty quickly, right? And then you look at conversely, you look at what Trey walked into, where the oldest player on their team—I don't even know who it is. I have no, who's the oldest player on the Hawks? Fucking DeAndre Bembry? Nope, that dude's like twenty-three. He might be the oldest player. I can't think of the oldest player on the Hawks. We don't think about the Hawks. No, but my point is, is like they're young. Right. All of them are young. They had three draft picks last year. There's not like an out and out veteran. I get Kent Kent Bazemore, maybe the oldest player on the Atlanta Hawks. And he is a vet and he's bounced around. He's paid his dues. Vince Carter, I guess, is on the Hawks. Oh, shit. That's who it is. Forgot about Vince. The oldest player in the NBA. Forgot about Vince. That just hit me right in the face. Well, as it, you know, as it's turning out, like they're pretty close in a lot of things. Luca's at 21 points a game. Uh, Trey's at 18. Well, Trey's second half of the season has been phenomenal. Well, dude, can I give you some numbers? Give me some numbers. All right. So after the All Star break, bro, this is after All Star when Trey, like, Basically so started to come this, around. The, the last third of the season, then. So after the All-Star break, this dude's putting up 25 points a game, almost five rebounds, and this is this is the kicker, dude. 8.8 assists a game. Nice. So he got in his rhythm. He's been feeling it. Like, he's obviously, he's got, I don't want to say superstar potential yet, but we're seeing, like, this guy can actually play. Uh, Luca is more efficient. Luca has more of a bag, as we like to say. Uh, so I, I think he's rookie of the year. It'd be really cool. If they pulled a Grant Hill, Jason Kidd, and did a duel, yeah, they're both not going anywhere. It would it would be cool, but when you look at what you just said, mm-hmm. Luka Doncic is the rookie of the year, one hundred percent. Luka Doncic performed immediately out the gate. Everyone was fucking doubting this kid. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not athletic enough. He's he's fat. He's out of shape. Like, what is he gonna do? And then and then not only is he stepping back and hitting threes in people's faces, he's dunking on people, he's hitting clutch shots. He became the go to guy on his roster full of old vets, and he's the number one guy automatically. Within the first ten games, 100%. they were handing him the ball saying, hey, ten seconds left, you got it, bro, go get it. Not only that, but that has maintained throughout this eighty two game season we're almost up with. It's seventy uh, seventy two, seventy three games in. I'm sorry, bro. He is by far the rookie of the year for me. Trey had struggles. I'm I'm very happy that he's starting to come around, uh, and it's great. And I think his career has a, a lot more <laughs> light at the end of the tunnel than it did initially. That that light at the end of the tunnel was very, very, very it's how small. Fucked up the media is though, dude. They jumped on this. But he tunnel, was right? really not good. He was bad. <laughs> You're right. So there was that, and this is why exactly why Luka Doncic is by far for me the rookie of the year. I almost I. When if if Bagley if Martin if Marvin Bagley hadn't gotten injured, he would be my second place rookie of the year because the way that Marvin Bagley had been performing, we don't we didn't talk about him a whole lot this year. We did early. We we, we talked we about him a little bit, early. but but when when the way that he's been performing this year, it was much more consistent than Trey was throughout this year. And Trey is definitely coming on right yes. now. I'm excited about Me it, too. but it's Luke all day long. I'm with you on that. So we both agree on that. I think most people will agree with us, agree. minus Atlanta Hawks fans. That's what it is. MVP, which is, I mean, this race is coming down to only two people, obviously. Yeah. We talk about it all the time, but Giannis and James Harden, um, it's going to be, it's a, it's a tough one. I think it's a toss up because when talking about the MVP, we really don't have, we don't have the bar. We haven't been told like, what exactly does the NBA right. like want you to look at? Is it the best player? Hold on. Yeah. Is it the best player on the best team in the NBA? Right. Is it the best scorer in the NBA? Right. Is it the one player that like, well, shit, if he wasn't on that team, they would be ass Terrible, player? right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So if we're going with Giannis. Right. Is it is it a triple-double in a yeah, season? Because right. if it is, is it? Yeah. Westbrook should be the four-time <laughs> MVP, three-time MVP. 100%. Because it's clearly not that. It was for one year, but now that's uh, – who gives a fuck, So really? we don't know what – like, I don't know where to look, dude. Right. I don't know what, what we're supposed to look at. So it's like – check this out, dude. Giannis is 27-12-6, okay? Yep. That Those numbers haven't been done in 56 years, okay? 
ride with me. Have you seen his minutes? Was he playing 40? 32. That's it? That's it. I'm thinking 40. No, but that's that's my point. Is that he's doing that on 32 minutes a game. That's insane. Not even 40 minutes a game. 27, 12, and 6. 56 years that hasn't been done. Oscar Robertson, once again, which we need to talk about more. Hey, Milwaukee. 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 Look at that. Okay. But then you look at Harden. Okay. This is what's crazy. The scoring differential between one and two in the NBA, Harden and whoever the fuck is two. (laughs) Who is two? Kevin Durant? Steph? Steph, I think. It's eight points. I think it's Steph. It's eight points, dog, which is so much. It's, It's a huge gap. That's a huge gap in NBA terms. This dude was averaging 41 points a game while CP3 was out for 26 games. Yep. I, I mean, I don't know I don't know what to do. Right. There should be co-MVPs and it, I really Has think, there been a co-MVP? I don't, I don't think know. I don't think that I don't think that there has. Co-MVPs. I don't think it's ever done. There's that. been All-Star game put co-MVPs, but I don't We know think, that. Yeah, cuz Shaq and Kobe had a co-MVP year. That's that why year. I don't uh, uh, Drew, I I'm a big believer in the fact that none of this should be regular season. I think everything should be the whole the whole bag, dude. including the playoffs. I think so because it's like, all right, Milwaukee Hasn't been out. When when was Milwaukee out of the second round? Yeah. When have they made the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah, no, you make if, a point. If Giannis goes to the Eastern Conference Finals, you know what I mean? Like, come on. They were, okay, put it this way. Put it this way. They were seven seed. Last year, they were seven seed? Uh, Seven or eight seed. Right yeah. around there. They're the one seed now. Once Jason Kidd got fired and they brought in yeah. uh, Budenhauser, Budenhoser, Rosenbagger, yeah. Rowan Gardner, All whatever those. the hell you want whatever to call him. Whatever his name is. <laughs> Okay, this dude is virtually unstoppable in the same form that James Harden is. So yeah. who do you like with those numbers I just gave you? Yeah. What do you say? Well, no, I mean, you have to take into account all those things, right? You have to you have to in your own mind, you have to determine how you value MVP. So when I think about MVP, to me, it does correlate to the best record in the NBA. It does. It really does. It okay. doesn't have to be the best player on that team. But it does, like, having a good record goes a long way for your MVP run to me. That's usually my so tiebreaker. I'm leaning with Giannis right now. James Harden has been so impressive. And I can't say enough about it, bro. And so. And people are hating on him more than anybody, too. This guy's ruining the game. You know what I mean? Like, come on, dude. I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I can understand people's frustration. Uh, however,. Dude, it's a fucking coin flip for me, man. I who am I to say who deserves? Give me your MVP. Who are you taking? I don't know, man. You know, it, this is this is about as close as of a race for MVP as I as I can remember. I can't remember a, a year where I was like, man, I don't know who's the out and out MVP. That's why I would like to see how far they go. If Harden get, gets knocked out again, I hear what you're saying. And then and then Giannis goes to the Eastern Conference Finals, or you can say, oh, it's the East. It is what it is. Whatever. I, for me, based on history mm-hmm. based on the trend of who's next mvp seems to be the who's next award mm-hmm. it's going to be Giannis. okay because people get tired of storylines these days and they just go with the fresh new story which unfortunately for james harden he finished two years in a row probably could have won mvp and then finally won his mvp could be if you look at what he did the last four years could legitimately be four-year MVP in a row. 100%. And he's probably only going to get one. And it's crazy. Uh, real quick story. You know, Harden dropped. He had 50-something the other night. Did 56. He 56. And then went right into the gym afterwards and worked out. They showed video of him just working out because that's what he does. And Giannis is the same way. Budenhoser, Budenhauser, Rosenbagger, <laughs> Rowan Garden, Gardner. Uh, Budweiser. He, he has implemented on the Milwaukee Bucks a lockout day where they don't want anybody to come into the gym and work out because Giannis literally does not leave the gym. He, he had to implement a lockout. Yeah, and, it, and Giannis says, I sneak into the gym. I work out every single day. I want to be just as good as James Harden. I sneak into the gym. <laughs> However he That's says my Giannis. It. That's my Giannis. I love both He's, of them. I'd, ra- I'd like to see where how yeah. far each one of them go, and yeah. it is what it is. Uh, Wait, so you don't have a pick? I do. I got, I got James Harden. You I picked got, James. I love Giannis. I just can't get over the fact of what – just the, the consistent numbers that James Harden has done. It's a historic season. It's, it's a his- unbelievable. And it's a whoever says season. he gets all of his points from the free throw line, I'm going to say this again. If they took away James Harden free throws this year, he would still, if you took away the free throw line, he would still be the leading scorer in the NBA. And this dude is not just a step back three pointer and free throw line. This dude can do it 
any which way you want it, bro. Any way you want it. How do you want it? As Tupac said. How do you want it? Say it, Drew. How does it feel? feel, uh, How's it feel to get 56 and average 40 in 26 games? I want to take a trip around the NBA. Some crazy stuff happened this week, Drew. First thing first. Well, we didn't mention breaking news, if you will. What's the breaking news? Yusuf Nurkic broke his leg. Oh, yeah, that. The legitimate breaking news. So Drew and I both. If you don't, you guys got to understand this. We both have not seen the injury. I refuse. We have refused I don't to watch, watch it. the injury. No, thank you so much. We are with, we we love Nurkic. We talk about him often on our show. Nope. Okay. No We're not watching it. Watching it. No watching I, I'm sorry. I we we pray for a speedy recovery. Ugh. But I'm not watching that shit. No, sir. But with no CJ McCollum and no Nurkic, huge pickup with Cantor bringing him in because look well, now look what's now. happening. I oh. want Portland <laughs> Clippers. We want to see Portland. Oh, Clippers. That's who I want. So you you just you're rolling with that. Nurkic, uh, Nurkic, uh, yeah. So sorry that he broke his leg, but this actually might actually work out for my team. So maybe not that bad. Well, we wish you a speedy. Nurkic recovery. was playing his best basketball. We looked at his stat line that night. Mm-hmm. He was having like 32, like 12 boards, like nine assists. God, dude, and a couple blocks, and then he snapped his leg. Uh, like a fucking chicken bone, uh, uh, dude. For real though, prayers up, prayers up. I do think that Portland is now vulnerable. CJ is supposed to be back for some period of time for the playoffs. We don't know when that's gonna happen, but any team that goes through something like that, uh, there's you know there's always two responses. They either rally, mm-hmm. uh, or they or they crumble. Oh, they're gonna crumble, and they're gonna crumble. I think every team in the West is now looking at them, especially I want them so especially bad. if CJ can't recover in time for the playoffs. I don't think that's gonna happen. as a, as a real opportunity to uh, advance to the next round. Lance Stevenson last night hey. made made uh, Jeff Green. Uh, they, they, it was they, I, I I Uncle Jeff. I hate I hate the NBA sometimes. First of all, I want to let everybody know that Lance Stevenson stepped on his foot. That's exactly what happened. Is that what happened? 100%. He knows he stepped on his foot. Is that what Je- happened? 100%. A, th- a thousand percent. Stepped on his foot. He knew he stepped on his foot. Jeff Green, Uncle Jeff, fell. And then the whole Laker bench goes crazy. Like, it was the greatest thing they've ever seen. Yeah. Lance made him dance. Lance, you're full of shit. Because you stepped on his foot. You know it, Drew. I'm going to show you the slow-mo. And I'm going to show you the full foot. I have to see it. Foot. I... I looked at at, at at that play as like it's pretty cool or whatever like that's fun funny but unfortunately for the Lakers all of the Laker fans out there that's the highlight of our right. season like come on is that the best thing that right. we've done all year right is that that's God. what we're gonna be excited about it's, p- it's pathetic bro to I, be honest with you I'm not on board pathetic. with that whole thing like the whole bench doing that bro like I'm sorry the homie. fact like, Lance did it knowing he stepped on his foot I've done it before too. I'm, well, I, th- I think the most famous uh, cross that CP ever got was when Steph went behind his back on the baseline, right, stepped on he, Chris's foot, mm-hmm, and Chris fell, fell all the way down. Mm-hmm. In the moment, it's really hard to see that if someone stepped on your foot, it makes it look like you just fell backwards 17 steps. I get it. It's fun. That's the NBA culture. It's all about doing that. It's part of the fun of the NBA is that any moment you can get crossed up by anybody, especially Lance Stevenson. And it went viral so quick, and this is what this is the but age I hate we it. live in. I hate it too. I hate it. And this is why we had a we had a great post this week. One of my favorite moves of all time, all time top five Randolph Childress in the tourney uh, against Jeff McGinnis, for, former Clipper, uh, crossed his ass up so quick. Uh, looked at him, told him to get up, shot the three. And he then, waited, yeah. He, he waited he for him, waited. looked at him, waited for him. But the whole point of the post was to show everybody that That's nobody's going wild over on the bench. Nobody's going like ham and like, uh, you know, that's it, it's a crossover, homie. And you stepped on his foot. It doesn't count. Uh, third, Tim Duncan had a great quote this week. Yeah. Which we both were shocked on this. Tim Duncan does a 1998 interview with Dan Patrick. I didn't know this, and I know you didn't I know I had this. no idea about this. Tim Duncan, and I quote, I don't like Michael Jordan because I don't like Michael Jordan. I'm just somebody who isn't impressed by him. That's Crazy comment. No, that's because Tim grew up in the Virgin Islands. I don't think their cable was that Please, good. everybody knew Mike, bro. I don't think I don't think Tim had the cable. Nineteen ninety eight, and you don't think Michael Jordan? My is point cold? is, is that everyone in nineteen ninety eight knew Michael Jordan was cold, mm-hmm. unless you grew up in a place that didn't have cable television. You got to think like, who, don't support how this, many? Drew. No, how, how could I ever support? I Tim Duncan's clearly wrong. We all know this. <laughs> 
Tim Duncan. Wait, so so I, I when you told me this the first time, I asked you who Tim Duncan's favorite player was then, mm-hmm. and I still don't know the answer. Was it Kevin McHale? It was. Uh, it was Jack Sigma. Jack Sigma. <laughs> <laughs> Another quote that I think takes all quotes. Chris Humphreys retired. Who really cares? Uh, but he was telling a story about Dirk, and he says one day we're laughing about something, and Rick Carlisle turns to me out of nowhere and goes, "Hey, Humphreys, don't do that." Humphrey says, don't do what, coach? He said, you don't joke around with Dirk. Humphrey says, but we're just we're just having fun, coach. And uh, Carlisle says, no, Dirk has fun. You don't have fun. You need to focus. Dirk, he doesn't even need to practice. He's fucking Dirk. Yeah. Great story, right? Yeah, shouts to Rick Carlisle, dude. And Chris Humphreys for your amazing career. Yeah, <laughs> Chris Humphreys, I mean, Kardashian, say, say what up, Kim. You're he was of- there before you, Kanye. Oh, hey, I'll tell you what, Chris Humphreys standing next to Kanye West—that's pretty hilarious. Chris Humphreys is, is about an—he uh, looks like Blake Griffin. Look like Blake Griffin's older brother Taylor. Don't tell Blake. And his oldest brother Chris. It's and all, to all finish, in the NBA play- family. to finish off the show, Drew. Yeah, Clippers clinch the playoffs. Hey. We popped champagne. We've lost one game in the last twenty-four days. We are third in the power rankings. I don't care who we see. Somebody hit me up today and said. Who are you scared about playing? I ain't scared of anybody. Bring every single one of them. We are so hot right now. So hot right now. And yeah, Doc popped champagne. And Laker fans were like, oh, pop champagne. For I was going to say it. No, listen. I was going to say it. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah, popping right? champagne. Okay, but guess what, bro? You saw what Mike Malone did. He said, we're not popping champagne. That's fine. We're throwing Let's this water in the air. Get, give us Denver. Because I really, I really don't give a fuck. Give us Denver. <laughs> okay. We popped yeah, champagne because nobody it. had us going to the playoffs. The, we've traded our four biggest players in Clipper history, and we're still there. We're in the playoffs. Lakers are not. We don't know where we're going to be, and we're going to talk next week and see uh, you know, how much closer we're going to get. Shout out to Dash Radio. Nothing but net channel. Nothing but net. We're bringing it to you live and direct, and we're going to take them out with something really hot. I'm going to take them yeah. back. One of the best lyricists of all time. Here underrated. We Here we go. I always like Big Pun. I always say Big Pun's the most underrated of yeah, all time. You do. But I'm going with Get By. Talib Kweli. One of the best. You know you like this shit. Just to get by. Just to get by. Just to get by. Let's go. It's a follow through with Clips. It's through the truth. Players broadcast. It will go. Just to get by. 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 Why some people gotta live in the trailer Cause like a sailor, I paint a picture with a pen like Norman Mailer Me and Wella raised three daughters all by herself With no help, I think about a struggle And I find a strength in myself These words melt in my mouth They hot like the jail cell in the south Before my nigga core bailed me out Just to get by, just to get by Just to get by, just to get by I'm doing die like best stars See the red sky out the window on the red island The lead flowers, the G-Rap shit Living the lead
evil inside. The bad people you find, stronger people in mind. I stay reading the sign.